This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. I am Patrick Avioli, and welcome to Rock Paper Pixels. Today, we're talking with a video content producer whose name I'm going to hold off on for a few seconds because I want to read a couple of things. Uh, someone who's been called an internet genius by People Magazine. A mashup master by RollingStone.com. The biggest, best Beastie Boy fan for his piece, Sesamitage, which we're going to talk about in a second. CBS News called him that. Fantastic video work of mashup editor Adam Schleghorn from Huntington Post. I didn't want to tip that. <laughs> but Adam is uh, my guest today. He is a Webby Award winner from 2017. The real Webby Awards, not the little paper ones they send out. And a Webby Award nominee 2018 Processmatage. Voting is going on right now still, yes. is it? Please vote. You can vote once a day for you? Once a day, yeah. And thank okay. you for having me on. Pleasure to be here. I've only known you for, I've, we've lost track. A good 10 years at least. At least yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Your work has been listed as one of the top 10 videos of 2017 by People, BuzzFeed, Mashable. Who called that out? I remember you sending me that list that day. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, and I'm not saying that to be a jerk about it, but I'm not 100% sure who said that. You don't that. know which but one of those people. I, I am a little offended that you didn't get any of the Time Magazine quotes in that little I was spe- looking uh, no, for No, I'm them. kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, that to me is the one that... Yeah, what was it? I don't know any of the specific quotes, but that to me is the, the one interweb. where every time I land a video on Time.com, I think about my grandfather who passed away good uh, five or six or seven yeah, years ago um who's great inspiration to me and he always he was a huge sure. time magazine sure. fan that happens it's absolutely surreal you have had over 250 million views on yeah, your that's videos a concern in general estimate, yeah. and that is over what time period you know what i'm figuring that since like the start of youtube since about right. 2006 so 12 so years i'd want to say it's more like 350 million yeah and that's kind of everything included though that so you got to figure that's multiple youtube channels over the years that site like sites like yahoo video which does doesn't sure. exist anymore. Daily Motion and like there's there was a bunch of other offshoots of YouTube and all, back then. Also, that includes all the other people from Facebook who keep reposting, who keep work. stealing my videos stealing and acting videos. like they're their own. Yes, <laughs> that one where, of the reasons um, I wanted to bring it up. You know, I have a good. There's three videos out there right now that I created that have over 20 million views on them on Facebook right now. That and, have other people's tags. Yes, too, right? and have, I've seen these Facebook pages grow from 10,000 to 100,000. And one of the only explanations is sure. that they have a 20 sure. million viewed video. On well, we're, yeah, well, we're going to get into yeah. how much content drives it, right? Mm-hmm. So your clients outside of, you know, I don't want people to think of you as just a mashup video maker in that you don't do work for large names. <laughs> like, yes, that's why I'm bringing it up. Turner Broadcast System, Adult Swim. Yep. How long, how, much, how many have you done for them? I've done about 100 videos for them. They had me on three short contracts, mm-hmm. separate times. And that's like a real dream come true. That's one of these things that if you told me back when I was in your grad school program that <laughs> one you. day you're going to be creating videos for Adult Swim that are your vision, yeah. no one's going to tell you what to do, yeah. and you just send them to them, and then they're up there they're on the internet. It, it blows my mind. I, I really can't believe that I was able to make that happen, seriously. And also with Vulture, right? New York Magazine, yes, York I did uh, five videos for them. 
two of them went majorly viral. One of them was close to viral, yeah. and then the other two weren't like big hits. But uh, that was definitely a success too. We're gonna jump back to what that means because everybody uses that word. I'm so sick of hearing it. Yes, because there has become no criteria. I know. So one of the other names is Endive. Yeah. These are your corporate accounts. Sure. And numerous regional companies. Yeah. And also, you know, Jobson Medical Group is okay. one that I've been working yeah, for yeah. for about eight or nine years. And, uh, you know, a lot of Long Island uh, marketing agencies. I'm kind of their go-to guy when they don't want to hire an in-house video person. I, well, I want to come back to that, too. Okay. Because to me, the biggest interesting thing is how they keep saying to you, can you make me a viral video? Yeah. And yeah. you just stare at them. And they have, that's when you know you should leave. Yeah. Because uh, now they've given you unrealistic. One, one step further, when yeah. they have one idea, yeah. and some of these non-creative types have one idea, they think it's the best idea in the world, and they're <laughs> not willing to sit there and, and listen to a little bit of feedback, a little, let's pivot this idea, let's try and turn and this into something. And he's only half your age. That's how much he knows already. You know, I, but I deal with it all the time where they're like, no, this is our idea, that's it. And they yeah. have this idea in their head that they think this is going to go viral, and anytime I say, okay, I'm going to follow your vision, and let's do this, it never even it never even gets more than 100 views, let alone go viral. I mean, never even in the same stratosphere. And you're a really good friend of mine who you may have met, uh, who is my college roommate, my best man at my wedding, my son is named Philip for him, is Phil Simone. Phil was the design director for People Magazine. Okay. And to me, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant designer, wonderful person, just a good guy. And one of the things I said one time uh, was about he hired so many illustrators, photographers, everything over his career. I foolishly said to him, well, what do you tell him to do? And he's like, Pat, if I hire that illustrator, that I don't tell them. Mm -hmm. I hired them for a reason. And that's the same thing with you. If you're going to hire somebody who has an understanding of this space so well, why would you then dictate what they do? And that's Jobs' exactly. quote. Yeah. You know, I hire smart people and leave them alone. That's the most frustrating part of my career. Gotta be. If I'm getting the respect from a company like Adult Swim, who has an audience that multiplies any other audience yeah. I ever deal sure. with by 100, if they're giving me that respect, I'm not a big shot, and I understand that, and I will take feedback and I'll follow notes. <laughs> but some of these people want to hold my hand the entire process, and that never makes for a good Is video. that just pure fear on their part? That they don't I, know the space? Yes, and I think I've dealt with a lot of people in the marketing world over the years that want their hand in the project because yeah, they sure. don't have much going on, you yeah. know? And a lot of these people in these companies, they're trying desperately to prove their worth and, like, trying to be a big shot, trying to get promoted. It is the time. And, you know, the amount of times I've seen emails go out where, like, Adam and such and such worked on this video <laughs> together, and I'm sitting there like, oh, we didn't work on this together. You, you were in the room in the initial meeting. That the, uh, I did every last bit of the work well, for this. Well, here's the point that happens here is this has been moving so quickly, mm -hmm. right? Um, like I told you before, I was listening to Kara Swisser's podcast with Katie Quirk, and the points they said sometimes were making me shake my head, because we've said this in class, yeah. that the speed in which the disruption is happening is so fast that even young people, people in your age group, are missing it and getting scared. Mm -hmm. And the point being is that this happened uh, with agrarian to industrial, yes, but like I, I said, and then they both said it, which made me feel good, that it took 70 years. Yeah. This is happening in three to five, two to no, one yeah. to two. But we're going to talk about how disrupted the network space has gotten okay, sure. because of this. Uh, 
And just to touch on yeah, that point, please. I'm right on the line age-wise. I'm yeah. 36 years yeah, old. Yeah. So a lot of people my age are so technologically behind everything, yeah. the times and everything else. And then there's people even a couple years younger than me that are still, are. still they, yeah. they're they're not in this world and they never adapted to it. Every, you know, there was a long time where people were kind of saying, oh, this Internet thing, how long is this going to last? Social media, oh, what's this social media thing, you know? And uh, there's still, I still know plenty of people that are on zero social media platforms and they're out there trying to, you know, expand the, and develop their business. And the I'm bad thing like, is, kind of have to the be. The bad thing, a lot of them are in marketing. Yes. And I think it's a general fear. I really, really do yeah. that. Uh, they, it's kind of like looking at the rodeo from a distance mm-hmm. and saying, "I don't think I could ever get on that horse." And that's what. And then they hire you. Yes. And then they become the rodeo clown. Well, and this is why, not to <laughs> you know, toot your horn there, but I got so much out of your program, and I got such a head start over anyone competition-wise that, especially in the video space, and you have to realize that there are still people out there today putting their first video up on YouTube yeah. thinking like, I want to be a series actor, I want to be a director, I want to be this, I want to yeah. be that. People that are my age or older, and they're facing that harsh reality of, you put a video up there and it gets 12 views, when are you going to make your next video? There's no incentive to make it's your next video. Tough. For me, if I get less than 100 views in the first five minutes, I'm starting to freak out. And... I can't even imagine what it would be like. And I get really talented people that I meet, like, you know, in life, kind of sending me their work. And some of them have great, great work. But, again, like, after years of being on YouTube, they got a couple hundred views. And how are you ever going to expand? That's why, again, I started this so long ago that I just feel like it was such an advantage. Uh, and That's a great point. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up quickly was I remember the old days in the classroom. I remember traditional uh, film students were there. I'm not yep. going to name, and they were. I don't want to say making fun, but they kind of were. They were very confused about. No, you could say they were absolutely they were talking absolutely down to me fun, and yeah. acting like. I was Why are you on this, yeah. this foolish thing called yeah. YouTube? Why aren't you doing real work? And I, the one gift I have, uh, besides obviously all this, is <laughs> the Cassandra thing, mm. where I get to see down the road a little bit. No one listens to me. And that's okay, <laughs> but I some do, and I get to see down the road, and, I, and it's pattern recognition. Yep. I go, okay, that's going to go with that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm fortunate, and I've been very, very, very happy with those grad students, the IMAers. You know, when they did close the program, one of the lines that came out of either Jenny Reese's mouth or Selena's mouth mm-hmm. on LinkedIn was <laughs> yeah, no, was look at the look at the titles. That all of these alumni from your program have today. Yep. And we'll get into I mean, we're not going to talk about that, but that was a great thing. So a great question is, what's the name of your channel that everybody can see these videos? Okay, on? so my YouTube channel is called Is This How You Go Viral? And I've kind of become known for creating viral videos. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we, I always like to mention that this is a very specific format. I do these things called mashups on there. Yeah. Um which are taking two existing pieces of content and creating something new. This is a very specific kind of format, and it's not only what I do, but this is kind of yeah. what has gotten out there to the world. And this and is actually the category yeah. at the Webby Awards. It is, yeah. So if someone wanted to vote for you again this year, mm-hmm. Webby Awards mashups? Uh, it's the it's called the Video Remix slash Mashup category. Okay. It's the same, yeah. So um, I'm 
going up against the Colbert show, Stephen Colbert. Um, so the people's vote, which is not really the real win, right. is there's no chance it's going to happen. He's got millions of followers. There's no way right. I'm going to be able to compete with that. But yep. I want the real Webby. I want the real yeah, one want, from the yeah, Academy yeah. selected by the real big shots out there. Like last year. Yeah. That was fun. It was. Uh, I want to remind those people that are listening that today we're speaking with Adam Schlaycoin, Webby Award winner in 2017 for his mashup video, right? Uh, yeah, swimming pools. Uh, swimming pool, sorry. Yeah. I'm not that hip anymore. I'm no, they say he drank a million times. They do, so. that's yeah, why, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I, have, I listened to it. I'm being a good boy. <laughs> and we're hoping again this year for Adam to win in 2018 mm-hmm. for Sesamitage. Yep. Which was a mashup of Beastie Boys Sabotage and Follow That Bird. I basically, I took a 90-minute a Sesame Street movie and I cut it into a 90-second close-to-shot-for-shot remake of the Beastie Boys original music video, which was directed by Spike Jones and is regarded as one of the best music videos yeah. of, of my time. And that's know? why they, they call you a mashup genius. Rolling Stone. That's what they said. I guess. I, I, it's I hate a little get, bit of a stretch. But. I hate to, well, I don't know. Uh, yes and no. Well, the thing that I always get amazed at with you, and I tell people all the time, and I'm really not, you know, blowing smoke up your old address, <laughs> is that this is one person in your apartment, mm. uh, now Astoria, used to be Northport, right, whatever, one person at a desk going up against Colbert's team. Mm-hmm. People that are completely funded to do this. Salary, probably. This was it, their video was on an episode yeah. of Colbert. Well, there you yeah. go. So this is who you're going up against. And I looked the other day. It says one, two, three, four. Right. Mm. You were at three, mm. but you were at three by one percentage point. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. even know that. You were okay. at sixteen yeah. percent. The next one was seventeen, and Colbert was thirty-four. Okay. This is the memory thing. It's a big problem for me. But like me looking at that, going, he's off by one percentage point. That he would jump to second. Mm. Anyhow, it's the only reason why I do sing your praises. First of all, you've always been an extremely respectful young man. Oh, thank your you. Your <laughs> father used to let my son go on the good basketball team. True. Because yep. his father managed the basketball league, my son. And when I met Peter, he goes, oh, you helped my son, I'm helping yours. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, these are great people, and they produce very good people, the three of the, the kids. But you're, you're always, you never came at the situation like, you know who I am? And that's been something that's been a really great, and I think it's done you well. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're done with that part. No, but I also, <laughs> I think what has to do with that is, as you know, it's been a long journey. Yes. And I think if I got instant success, like, would I be a little bit different about it? Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. That's not really my personality, but I might be a little bit more, have a little bit more of a chip on my shoulder. But this took a long time, and it, it sure took did. so much damn sure work. Did. And your grad program was the absolute start to it. But as you you oh. can attest to, oh, yeah. I was not working full time anywhere at that yeah. point, and I, my full time job was that grad program. And mm-hmm. I came here all day, every day, yes, did. working to get better and to actually every, become able to offer my services elsewhere. Because I never thought I was good enough, and every, I still kind of don't. Every time I looked in the lab, there you were sitting with your headphones in the mm-hmm. corner, and that was middle of the day. And then straight into the night class. Five or more like six days yeah. a week. I was. I think you made yeah. the commitment because you understood people were helping you make this commitment. Yes. And yeah. you were not going to let them down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And over this time, over this 10 or 12 years, uh, I don't want to say the word trends because that's, to me, a very foolish thing. Mm-hmm. But what I mean by using that word is 
viewership itself. It has grown dramatically oh, yeah. right from the earliest days. You were one of the first YouTube partners. partners. Yep. And you brought me into Next New Media. What was the name of the building? Uh, Next New Networks. Networks. Who, but that was a YouTube office because right. YouTube bought them. Right. Yeah. There was right around the time they were, I don't know, they still had the old signs up and they were putting up the YouTube signs. It was okay. the Christmas party. Yeah, it was, yeah. And uh, it was fantastic. The place was physically small, but then the studios were big. Mm-hmm. But that was when everything started to shift. And what was the name of the group that tried to buy you out? I'm not gonna... A machinima. And now they're part of? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. They're part of either YouTube. They got, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they, they got absorbed, yeah. They were buying out every damn YouTube channel yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah. I think you would have been worse off. Oh, yeah. You know, what they what they wanted to do was put me under their umbrella and then basically cut my revenue in half of what I was making at the time. Uh, which at the time seemed like it was going to keep on funneling yeah, in sure. forever. Um, they wanted to cut my revenue in half, but then they were saying, but we're hopefully going to double your views, which is then going to bring your revenue back to where you are now. And I was like, well, hopefully. Uh, how is that a good deal for me? And they wanted me to sign my life over yeah. for a five-year contract. Everything I produce is under their name. Everything I do is for them. And I, He's you too know, smart. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, and well, this it, comes from Peter. Yeah, and Eileen, and my, grandfather, grandparents. Course, yeah, the stories are, I've learned over the years that he has a history of business owners. Absolutely, yeah. And they would always kind of give him, you know, the really good advice. Look, my grand, my grandfather lost his job when he was forty-five years old. Wife, mortgage, four kids, and him and his old coworker decided, let's try and start this sheet metal company. And they started it by taking jobs for next to nothing. They were barely making any profit, I remember which is the same this. model that I follow to get my foot in the door of these places. And then next thing you know, they grew this thing into a hell of a company that my mm. uncle currently runs yeah. to this day. And now he made it even larger. But You told me that story on yeah. the way in last year. Yeah. And I long story short, you know, I always kind of looked at that like uh, my career path is very different than everyone else's. I don't work at oh, nine yeah, to five. Yeah, sure. I don't follow that typical model, but I kind of always had a vision. I kind of always had a plan. Today we're speaking with Adam Schleifhorn, a uh, good friend of mine, a IMA alumni, yep. LIU Post IMA alumni, a original YouTube partner. Mm-hmm. What year was that? Like 2007. And that's when they were yelling at him in the classroom, what are you doing? This is so silly. And I just sit there and go, no, it's not. I I was making ridiculous videos back then. Uh, Well, we're going to talk about that, too. What what was the first one of yours that went popular? You know, I know, but... Fence plowing. And that got you in huge trouble. I made this video when I was 23 years old um, of... My cousin and his friend running through a fence in their backyard. But it was their backyard. That's the thing you have to remember. Knocking this fence down. It was their backyard, their fence. I made this video three years before YouTube even existed. I passed it out on DVDs to people that I knew. And this was like one of these things. I took all my old DVDs. I converted them. I put everything on YouTube. And then like a few months later, I come come home one night and... There's five comments on that video, which back in that day was like, you know, 500 today. Who are those people? And all the comments were, just saw this on the news, just saw this. Oh, you're about to get arrested. And I was like, what happened? This really happened. And No joke. Long story short, these kids randomly saw my video on the internet, 
copied it on public property, got arrested Local. for it. And the cops, were, the cops were kind of like, where did you idiots come up with this idea? And they're like, oh, they we saw it on the him. internet. <laughs> we saw it on the internet. It's called fence plowing. So then they go to the internet. They look up fence plowing. There Find him. one video <laughs> on the entire internet titled fence yes. plowing. Well, it, it all gets comes better. back to me. All comes back on me. So then. Who called you? Uh. I ended up going home that night. I was working in Brooklyn at the time. I get home late. I'm living at home. I leave a note for my parents, like, because I found it on <laughs> News 12. I leave a note for my parents. Hey, this is going to sound strange, but my video's on News 12. Um, you know. Don't kinda, worry. Kinda I went weird. out for burgers. I, w- I, wake up, I wake up in the morning. My mother's like, your video's on CBS. I'm like, no, that's got to be a mistake. It's just News 12. It's just, no, that's got to be a mistake. Yes. I'm Overnight. getting these calls. Hey, hey, I'm pretty sure I just saw your old video on Fox. Oh, I just saw it on ABC. I'm like, what happened? Oh, wait a minute. I end up. I go to work that day. I get a phone call. Hey, I'm such and such from Newsday. This guy's trying to back me in the corner, admit that I'm pro vandalization yes. and all this nonsense. Yeah. And I was like, No, absolutely not. I'm like, this was a stupid video that I made. I'm yeah, like, what does that have to do with me? I don't want anyone vandalizing. I don't want anyone copying it. And he's like, Can I call you back? They end up calling me back with a totally different guy, totally different tone. And he was like. I'm doing this story now. Because he got it. Ends up giving me a fantastic write-up. Because he got it. Yeah. But who is the TV show? So then that leads to the New York Times doing a piece on (laughs) New York Times. I was like 25 years old, like just starting grad school. I'm like, wait, the guy's calling me. I remember, I'll never forget, the cell phone number they called me from was area code 111-111-1111. So it's a burner phone. Yeah, I'm like, what is this number calling me? called with a burner phone. Hi, I'm an editor at the New York Times. I'm like, Stop what? It. I'm like, really? So that article, everything just kept on kept snowballing. Going. That article so you were then. The, your, your life originally went viral from that. Yeah. So that article led to me being live on Fox News <laughs> in my so he, first semester of grad school. He comes downstairs in the, in the, right in the yeah. foyer. Uh, I just got this call from Fox News. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's go outside. Yeah. <laughs> I said, let's just sit down calmly here. Here's what's going to happen, Adam. And it already happened. I didn't know. But no, I but said, you were basically my PR coach. I was trying point. to say, yeah. they're going to take you in there and you're going to think, oh, this is going to be great. Which they're they going to blame you yeah. for every bit of vandalism <laughs> that yeah. occurred. You have to turn it into the power of the Internet. Yep. This is not about me. This is about this new platform mm. that we're not going to be able to handle. And that's really what did happen. Exactly. But you yeah. you were on Maury? Who were you on? Uh, well, a Fox different News. video from, yeah. from that than the Maury Povich show contacted me. You got any other videos? And like I send them a couple others. They end up licensing one. You know, so that was great. And then the Fox News thing leads to ABC News calls me. They were like, we loved your Fox News interview. We want to have you in. They did a Fantastic. good vi- interview yeah. with you. So I sit down at ABC News. The woman reporting was so nice. Everyone yeah, was, was so good. friendly. I was like, what shows this can be on, by the way? And she's like, you know what? We're not sure yet. I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. A couple weeks later, all of a sudden, I get like the email like, hey, yeah, the show that this is going to be on, 2020. I was like, are you kidding? Right? I'm like, oh, 25 wait, years old. What? Like, I was in this little room in ABC. I'm like, there's no way I thought this was 2020. I, it was unreal. And they did such a positive piece on it. That, uh, they did. You know, yeah, that's they what I'm saying. Did. They really yeah. would... They turned it into your, they used your words from the other interviews, such as that this was an example of a new platform mm-hmm. and how strong it can be. Here I am, a 25-year-old kid who did this video 
three, four years ago. Yeah. And I'm all over the news, New York Times, and everything. So the story of my career, though, is I'm in ABC <laughs> News. They're <laughs> fawning over me. They are absolutely like, you're, you're unbelievable. We can't believe you know how to do this stuff. We don't know anything about the internet, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great. Um, I'm a grad student. Hey, are you guys hiring? And like, oh, you're way too good for us. Wow. I'm like, oh, God, guys. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, I'm yeah. looking to well, work. Let's right segue <laughs> to your five-word acceptance speech. Okay. In 2017 at the Webby Awards. When you win a Webby, you get a five-word. Ten years word. later. Ten years later, you get a five-word acceptance speech. That's all you can use. Everybody, no matter who you are. Louis C.K., David Duchovny, Julian Anderson, Steve Buscemi. No matter who you were, you got a, even Prince. Yeah. You get a five-word thing. So his five words were? Somebody freaking hire me already. <laughs> that was on the big projection screen <laughs> in Cipriani's. And yes, I'm upset that I'm not going again this year. But well, it's okay. let's see if I. Uh, let's hope that I. I can wait, buy a ticket you know. separately. Okay. <laughs> I can sit away from you. I just the funniest thing when I went there. I'll tell you a quick story about when we went there. Right. So we go there, and I look like sore thumb, like I should <laughs> not be in this group of people. Man buns, beards, shaved heads, uh, bright blue tuxedos, high. I have no business being here. No business. I. At all. And it was obvious. It was obvious. So they're looking around. So I'm, I'm like leaning against the wall because my hip is killing me because I'm old. And there's an older young lady, about 40, standing there. And I just go, hi, how you doing? And she gives me a look like, you poor son of a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, she's like, what are you doing here? I said, well, let me explain. I go, I'm here because my ex-student uh, won a Webby. Oh, who was it? Well, the, this guy, Adam Schleghorn. And she goes, you know Adam Schleghorn? <laughs> And I go, yeah, I do. And he's over there. And I'm like, come here. Comes over. I'm like, hey, dude, this young lady loves your work. Oh, my God. We listen to your stuff all the time at work. I'm like, well, there you go. And who are you? Oh, my name is Melissa Bell. I'm the founder of Vox Media. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there going, you know, with Ezra Klein. And I'm sitting there going, this is bizarre that I just happened. And that's who was around the place. And that's why I'm begging him. He goes, I got to go in the trunk. <laughs> I don't care. I'm getting. I, it was. It was a great him, strategic move to bring him because everyone kind of yes, was like, yes. "This guy's got to be CEO of something." Something. <laughs> something. Something. They didn't know it was donuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually in charge of the baked goods. Uh, they kept looking at me like he could go anytime. Didn't he? I was like, kind of. Plus, it was it was a day like uh, very warm in New York City, uh, out of season one. Yes. And yeah. and of course we didn't know where we were because Wall Street area where it was. Oh, my Lord. I've never realized how small that is. Like, I had to walk sideways. I was like, this is ridiculous. So we're walking all over to try and find this. By that point in time, I'm ready to lay down, like, put one, you know. But uh, And then she gives me a look like this overheated old man with gray hair. I need to help him. And for her to turn around and say, Adam Schleichhorn, you know him? I'm like, yeah, kind of. We drove in. And then for her to say, at this level, Vox Media. The people sitting next to us that night were BBDNO, the mm -hmm. creative director. Yeah. Because I texted Johnny Maz, like, because he had just interned at mm -hmm. BBDO. I'm like, dude, who's who's this long-haired guy thing, creative director? He goes, oh, yeah, I worked for him last summer. And this is who was sitting to the right of us. And then we had the Germans across from us. Yeah. If you remember them. They yeah. were hysterical. And they were just like all night long, like, oh, they, and we were like, dude, what are they doing? And then right to our right with BBDNO was the woman who ran the Sandy Hook project. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. crippled me. Mm. That, that honestly did. It crippled me because I was being chatty Cathy as always. 
And I'm like, oh, and, and what are you here for? And she said that. It just it kind of brought my knee down. Yeah, yeah. But then the overall group was amazing, the amount of people. I know. I I still, just like you touched on before, I'm an individual going up against right. these big That's dogs. That's my point. I when I got that email saying I was nominated last year, I had two nominated in that same yeah, category, yeah. and I'm like, "This is a win." I'm like, "I, you know what? Two videos nominated. I never thought I was going to get even one. This is great." And then once a few weeks later, when I got the email saying that I won, I couldn't. Believe, I I was really looking at it. I'm like, "They made a mistake. Like, ha- there's no way they made a mistake." I know there, you're almost no afraid way. to talk about it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if they really meant to send me this email right now. I'm checking the website. I'm like, that's my video there, though. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, well, <laughs> this is what it leads me to. What is going to happen to the networks? I know it's a really big, yeah. crazy question. It and is. I, it is. You know, he who we won't mention by name, because <laughs> he threatened me. No, just kidding. He, uh, I, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. And the question is, radio, maybe it's a different animal in the sense that podcasts and other things will carry on forever. Yeah, it's evolving, yeah. TV, even though it seems to be an evolving thing, it's still the same box. Mm-hmm. It's still, the, like at the end of the day, like this recent one on HBO, Mosaic, yeah. with Sharon Stone. Yeah. They tried the Plan Your Own Adventure book, mm-hmm. right, with it. Now, they took Sharon Stone, who is, you know, an absolutely stunning woman and a brilliant, strong actress. Uh. And I don't think it worked. What I'm saying is you took someone who you may want to stare at. Yeah. Right? If you turn the sound off. If you reduced it to a point where almost story doesn't matter, and I don't think it worked at all. So you're saying people still need to be steered in the direction of content. That's my question. I always bring up to people, the first day of Pat's first class, one of the first thing I remember him saying is that content is king. Esther Dyson. Stuck with me so much throughout all these years because I've seen so many people trying to skirt around that and trying to guess their way through to kind of make it seem like you don't need content. We'll just help you with our metrics and with our like little Doesn't work. tactics. No, that never works. Well, you need a backbone. You need a backbone there. And it better and the be a good backbone. Is content. Yeah. So the question um, becomes... So now, where I'm going with that is these networks are creating the content. And yeah, I know Netflix are is a competitor. They? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. They're the delivery um, platform. They are. They are. But uh, people need th- this new they content. They have a curate curating process yeah which exactly. sounds too much like brooklyn and man bun <laughs> it does it makes me throw up a little bit in my mouth. but now here's the thing with netflix but aren't people becoming the curators yes but how much stuff is on netflix that mm. you have no clue mm. what it even exists mm. and that's like one little thing and then you know everyone speaks about hulu who's doing well because of their partnerships and because they have certain things attached to it but how many people are really like check out this hulu original you know that's that's almost they youtube promoted and I, that's that where I was going Hulu with Hulu is called uh, Clown Network. Yeah. And uh, that's amazing that they, they beat it up that well, way. Well, and I think you'll agree with this too. YouTube is desperately trying to get into that Netflix world. And part of me is thinking, like, shouldn't YouTube just embrace what the hell it is? Like, YouTube is cat yes. videos. Yeah. YouTube is stupid <laughs> stuff. YouTube is vlogs of people with no production value. That's what YouTube is. YouTube is not going to create a show and maybe they will eventually and everything's going to change but as of now they've never created anything close to get like to get above that you know mid-level line there they haven't anything even close so this youtube subscription service all this stuff 
no one is dying to sign up for because there's nothing there. I, well, that is Gertrude Stein. Mm-hmm. Is there, yeah, there, there. Their biggest selling point is we'll get rid of ads, and then you can watch YouTube videos without ads. That's their big selling point right now. That's another day and another okay. podcast. But, and one I'd like to keep going with you. You'll be back, Adam Floyd. Will, you will be back. Absolutely. You may be, we may be Opie and Anthony <laughs> <laughs> of the intellectual world. You know what? I hate that analogy. I know, have, I'm sorry. Have a more sorry. like uh, Howard and Robin. Okay, there you okay. go. <laughs> I could be Robin. Yeah, because Opie and Anthony, come on. We could, uh, Dude, I'm Opie sorry. I don't even listen to them. Look, I'm a Howard Stern fan, so you can't oh, say those been, names around been, me. I should have. I should have. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I want to kind of wrap up. I'm going to ask you one little question. Sure. And that's going to be it. Uh, I don't want to ask a future question because that's too cliche. I don't want to ask about Gary V because I think internally we both hate him. Yeah. We're not going to talk I, about that. I could that. do 20 minutes on Gary. We, we could do now, hours yeah. on him and how, how crazy he is. We should do a separate podcast just on him. I think <laughs> we you, really should. I'm pretty sure you can come back anytime you want. Okay. I'm pretty sure I, I everybody around here would allow that to if happen. If the producer's giving the thumbs up over I there, think then. so. I think, yeah. well, Bill having more years in that chair than anybody I've ever met, if he's going to go like this about anything, I'm going to be like, this is okay. <laughs> uh, how much will the audience change in five years, how much will the audience change? Not with the contents delivering. Mm-hmm. Today, uh, our friend is watching them on the train going, no one puts that phone down. Mm-hmm. No one stops watching video from the moment they get on the train to go to work until they get there or yep. back home. Will that be at that consuming level, do you think, in five years? Yeah, I think it's going to be even higher in five years. I really do. Uh, I think it's only going up. I think the internet is still constantly evolving and shifting and changing, and people are really creating more and more content out there. So I think, yeah, five years from now, we're going to be seeing somehow it's going to be even more, somehow. I don't know how yet, but, I mean, think about it. How could it possibly decline at this point? I don't think it could. I think it's possible. Anyhow, we're going to wrap this first one up here. Time talking to you, and I hope to talk to you many more times. It's just being the first time we speak, and we speak at least once a week. Yeah. So now we're doing it in a nice formal setting. And I got it. I'm in zero contact with any former professor in my entire academic career. So there's something to be said for Pat. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, anyhow, I want to thank Adam Schleichhorn, uh for your time and effort today. And this was probably the most fun I've had uh, in a long, long time. General, the nature of podcasts, the nature of talking to you. So, Adam, thank you very much. For the thank you. Time. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, his or mine? Well, his channel on YouTube is absolutely Adam's YouTube channel is "Is This How You Go Viral?" on YouTube. Uh, mine for this series is rockpaperpixels.patrickavioli.com. And you can come and see this brand new site I put up because I can build those on the weekend now. It's a hell of a URL. All right, I know it's going to do <laughs> RPP, but I can always take it down because I drive that bus. Uh, but anyhow, thank you again. This has been a great experience. Thanks, I really Pat. appreciate it. Bye. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. 
To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.